Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Prep Talk podcast hosted by Not Really Mad, Fulfilled by Max and Pete's Flips. Uh, today will be an introductory episode. We'll just share our uh, you know, background and, and share a little bit about you know, our goals and how we want to uh, keep improving as Amazon sellers. But with that, I'll just turn it over to uh, Not Really Mad and we'll get going. That's what they call me, Intro Junior. Uh, yeah, so I've been selling since April. That was my first ever sale on Amazon. And uh, this month, I think I'll do a little Junior 75K. But uh, yeah, it's been about five months now, and uh, it's kind of where we're at. So when you were thinking about starting Amazon, you had a bunch of different opportunities that you could have gone down. Did you consider anything else before you got started? Yeah, I was looking at getting into real estate, and I was actually going to do... I actually got my... Uh, this is how much of a scumbag I am. I actually took the classes for my real estate license, and I just never did the test. I like found a bunch of Amazon videos. Yo, wait, I, like, oh, I did wait, that too. I also brought that too. Yo, we I, didn't, did. I didn't know this. I bought a real so, estate course. So pretty much what it. it means is if you're going to do Amazon you and be successful, you first have to take the real estate course and do absolutely nothing with it. <laughs> exactly and then decide that you're going to pivot and go right into Amazon. Yeah, that's exactly you get your what license. I did too. If you get your license. Actually, I think... Uh, I think uh, Wi-Fi. I think I remember watching a uh, podcast where I think he was. Doing he did it too. Before. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he actually got his though. We. Uh, yeah, but then he didn't do anything with it. I don't think. Probably. I don't know. He probably I have no didn't idea. Much money on his own. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how I started. Yeah. So when you were when you decided that you were going to like do the coaching program and what what else did you think about doing? Like, was that just were you focused on that or like how did you start tactically um, to get to where you are now? Yeah, that's really it. Cause I like I didn't I honestly didn't even look at any copywriting or anything else online sales or whatever. I really just was like found one thing. I thought Miles was a really genuine dude. He wasn't flashing Lambos. I just saw some dude teaching you. There was no emphasis on money. It was just all emphasis on teaching and growth. And I just thought that that was unique in an e-com space. And I just felt like it wasn't scammy like everyone else. And I felt comfortable. So that's when I bought the, I said, screw it. If I lose $500 on this course and it sucks, like who cares? It's 500 bucks. I'll make it back next week. It's a very small investment. Um, so I bought that and then I saw the course was legit, wanted to learn more. And then I did the coaching from there. But yeah. So so when you were like, did you have any like experiences growing up where you were like inclined to do this sort of thing? Or did, did you just kind of find Amazon on a whim? No, I actually, yeah, really on a whim. I always knew that I was smart enough to like do something with e-com, but I just was like, I, I think I was just being a shithead and I should have like looked into it sooner. I think I actually, actually, this is a lie. During the pandemic, I actually looked into uh, creating a drop shipping store, like okay. private label drop shipping kind of. And it was like for like, a, I remember this dude had this video and it was like a, a posture correcting thing. Never ended up doing with it. I think it was called like Mr. Crack. Or like best crack or something. It was like wicked funny. But I, he had done like a quarter million on drop shipping, and I was like, "What? What?" I took like notes on a notepad for like two weeks, and I was just like, "All right, screw this," and I never came back to it. And then the next thing I did was the the launch pad, the roadmap. So yeah, that's really it. And then, Cat, why don't we just get into your story a little bit? What you know? Why don't you just detail like how long you've been doing this, that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, uh, June was my first month doing Amazon. Um, I got started through a friend, Papa Seal. Um, he's the man. I saw, <laughs> I saw a way that I could, I saw a way that I could create something that could make more money than working in a nine to five. And um, so I took that opportunity. And I mean, from that point forward, I just went all in. And like that's a, that's like one of the things that I always tell you guys. I just do things, right? 
I don't even Billy think about it. Like, yeah, I Billy Bob that joint. I just do stuff. Like, so once I saw this, saw this, um, saw him posting and everything, I was like, yo, what's going on with this? He lived like right around the corner from me. We both still lived at college and, um, went over there. He showed it to me, find my LLC on the spot, got Keepa, got Stellar Amp and started sourcing for him for free. And, um, that's how I learned the fundamentals and the basics on top of watching YouTube videos. Um, then filed my LLC, got my business account, got my plum, and then literally just started Chad scaling, Billy Bob scaling all the way to the moon. And so my first month I did 40 K rev. Um, July also did 40 K. Which rev. is insane. Like yeah, I, for your I, first I, month, like that's crazy. Yeah. 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 I remember, I, I, I remember watching you do that and like, I was think I think I was at 25 or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, it, it gets into something where it's like, there's this whole game of comparison within mm-hmm. Amazon that you really need to oh. refrain from. Like yeah. I was super jealous of you guys. Cause you guys were first month. I've been doing this for a lot longer and I was just looking at y'all like, what is going on? But I was already setting up the prep center. And so my mm-hmm. stuff was definitely going to be lagged from the beginning. And now looking back on that, like everything's working out. But I feel like people people like really get like you know set back with a comparison game in July. But July I also stayed at 40k. Like I didn't really make any any improvements from there. Um, But I transferred off all my personal credit, so my credit score went back up. Um, Went completely to business credit, and then um, that allowed my spend limit to go up from about 25k to 62k, and. Yeah, so then that, that that just set me up to blow up in August. And that was four weeks that you went from 25K to 60K on the pump? Yeah, dude. I mean, they just kind of started – They just kept bumping you crazy. Because I think once your personal credit score shot up from, like, your debt yeah. relief on your personal yeah. end, it was just your debt to income was back to normal. Like, uh, utilization oh, yeah. was way down. So they were probably like, all right, boom. Yeah, and on top yeah. of that, on top of that, don't forget, like, we still have our nine-to-fives. So – that that's kind of like on the book on the books money. So it allows your credit score to be built up even faster when once you get off all of your personal credit. So mine went from like a seven fifty to like a six ninety and now it's back up to a seven forty. But um yeah, I think if I didn't have that nine to five, it would definitely have taken a lot longer. Well that's like a I feel like that's a huge tripping point for a lot of people is that they have these really good credit scores or they don't have credit history and then they just stop right there. Like they don't go any further because they're afraid to like dip into it. But like when I separated everything, I think I was like, I was using a lot of personal. I was at 620. I bumped up to 750 like immediately. And then I'm so much more leveraged than I was, um, was previously. So I feel like your credit doesn't really do any good if you're not using it. So Pete, yeah, I was going to say, how did you, how did you get started? Cause I know you've been flipping before and you had the Turo, but yeah, you, were you doing eBay? I know you said you were doing eBay, you did uh, tickets, right? I did. A, I've done a bunch of stuff. So I've been flipping for a lot longer than y'all. Um, so for probably like two or three years prior, I was in a bolo group. And, uh, you know, luckily towards the end of the time that I was in that, I stumbled upon um, Zach Sedano, who was like, hey, if, like he was hosting like a space within that group. And he was talking about like prep centers and stuff. And I was just totally burned out with like creating the eBay listings and doing all that stuff. And so I was like, oh, Amazon sounds a lot more appealing. So I talked to him in, in a group space and then stumbled upon Buy Box Bandits. And I'm like, dude, I recognize that voice because I didn't know who he was. 
Um, but I recognized the voice and then I was like, oh, dude, it's the same guy. And so then I figure out who he is and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, then I started just binging by, by box bandits and eventually just like, it just all snowballed from there. And then I did the, the roadmap and then the coaching, um, and the coaching was crazy. Like, I mean, I was doing 10 K a month for like m- month after month, just on like odds and ends, but I didn't know how to source. So then so like, you just, you just kind of like stalked this guy for a little bit. <laughs> And then decided that you no, no, I did not stalk him. It was we were there was some banter. I just I got into buy box bandits, and then I just watched, I just watched a bunch of uh, YouTube videos for like you know like a couple weeks, and then I decided I had enough and I was gonna move. Oh wait, so when you were doing the bolo, what do you mean you were doing? You did not a source. Were you just strictly buying stuff that they had said? Yeah. So like I would, I would. They basically had all these like bots that probably sent out stuff to like it's basically like a sophisticated leads list. And I would just like buy like vinyls and stuff. And so I'd get all these messages on a daily basis. And eventually I was like, this is no way to live. Like I, my headspace was crazy. Cause I'd get like, you would just hear like, ding, 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 ding. You all gotta these be on it too, right? Oh, and like some people were eating off of it, but no, I, I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. But then just, also like it's going out to a ton of people. So it would, oh, it would tank inevitably. And I, I, I just like that, didn't piece that together. I think that that's like a really important thing that we could, we, like I mean for all of us to just kind of like point out is I mean a lot of people I think come into Amazon they're like oh like forget these coaches forget these mentors forget these programs like everybody wants to sell your program if you can find a good one use it but yeah I mean dude us like coming from experience like three months ago I had my first month I did 40k three months ago Pete you did 25k and you're about to do probably like 130k this month Max yeah. probably like you went from what 40k to like you're probably gonna do like 70 80k this month and like yeah. we, the the one thing that we have in common is we both took Miles's. We all, I mean, both, all three of us took Miles's roadmap. All three of us hopped in Miles's coaching program. And I think that, I mean, if you really want to be successful in any of these spaces, then like you definitely need you need a coach or you need a mentor if you want to scale up as big as you know we are, not yeah. just me. Well, know, yeah, I think it hits on a really important. You, but yeah, I think yeah, it hits on like an important point of like. Uh, you know, you can't be using shared services because there's so many eyeballs on it. It's too easy. The barrier to entry on these sorts of things are way too low. So, you know, if what you need to do is you need to like, you need to know how to do it yourself. So you're finding your own individual listings that other people are missing. (laughs) And like Garrett talks about it all the time, right? You're creating moats around your product. And if you're going through like a shared source, it's effectively, you're going against that. It's just, you're like looking in a lake. Uh, It's just, it's, it doesn't work. So, yeah, I mean, mean, that's definitely a lesson learned. Part of the business is, you know, like you want to keep your leads close to your chest, because if you have a crazy replan and everybody finds out about it, then you're you're chalk chalk. like literally like you have a crazy replan you've been doing you've been using for two, two and a half years. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's gone. And like now you have to go find another one. And you probably could have made so much more profit if you just squeeze a little harder. Hmm. What would you rank social media on as importance? All right. So what's put the most important factors out there. Like, you know, having startup capital, say, uh, you know, sourcing and then like social media. How would you rank social? What would you rank social media? You think in terms of like how important it is to be successful in this game? For me, it's number one, because what I think it does is within your, your friend group, like your, your normal friend group, the people that you knew before Amazon, 
they all don't believe in it. They don't think that it's possible. And they have all these limiting beliefs that they're going to project onto you. So if you have like all those people, you know, if they have your ear, then the likelihood that you're going to be able to maintain that zero to 10 K is so low because you're just going to hear all the people that don't think it's possible. And then you're going to believe that. And you're just going to say, you know, this isn't for me. But if you have people that are like also going down the path of get it, doing that first 10 K, which is the hardest part, dude, it's, it's really not that hard. And then, yeah. you know, 10 K to a hundred is just a couple, like you just have to like make a couple of tweaks and then you're off to the races. You have the fundamentals and it, it's not that right. hard from there. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. If, I, I definitely don't agree with it being number one, but I feel like that's because, I mean, in our group, Peter's definitely the most involved in social media and like, he's, he's the most knowledgeable about it when it comes to like me. Um, my end goal is to like run a 10,000 square foot warehouse that I can sell on my e-com storefront. So for me, it's scaling. Like I want to be, I want to increase my sprint, my spend on my, on my business cards. I want to, um, really put systems into place so that way I can outsource labor. I can outsource, um, a lot of different, different aspects that would take to run a 10,000 square foot warehouse. Um, finding leads is extremely important because I mean, you're going to have to build up and actually build into that, into that inventory. So for me, it's definitely like sourcing, finding systems and, um, the actual nitty gritty of Amazon. That's the number one thing, because, I think it depends on what your end goal is because Peter's end goal might be to be a coach. Like, you know, he might love teaching people about Amazon and that could be, that's why social media is big for him because he needs that outreach. Yeah, but, but I, but I, there. but I, I kind of disagree with it because like, if you think about like where you came from, uh, cat, it, it's, you came from like the breeding ground of good Amazon sellers, which is PA. So you had Pat and then like, you know, he connected mm-hmm. you with Steven and he connect, and, you know, you, you met miles like, you had that in place. Whereas like, I think there's seven Amazon sellers in Wisconsin. So like for me, I had to go find it. Whereas like you have this like ridiculous network just from the get. And so like, you kind of had, like you had people that showed you that it was possible. Yeah. And I think that for me, like the fact that, you you know, I had Pat right away and I met Steven before I started. And those guys are both like, I mean, Dre, Dre called Pat no way legend when we were, when we first started. Um, But that was definitely a benefiting factor for me is that like I had the resources right there. And then right in my first month I was in the group chat. So it's definitely a lot different for me. It's probably why I prioritize differently. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I think that leads into a good point, which is everybody has a unique situation. And so like the rules do not apply the same. Like when I was first starting, I took all of these rules that were like, you know, like they're kind of mentioned offhandedly, like, um, you know, on different episodes of whatever podcast you're listening to, like, Oh, you should only do like a prep center at this level. But what if you have your hands in four different things? So then maybe it'd be better to get in earlier. So you really need to do like self-analysis and figure out like how, you know, when is the right time for me? If you're working a nine to five, if you have another side hustle, if you have a family, if you have all these commitments, maybe you need to do prep earlier. Um, But you need to be able to do that analysis on your own and understand like what sort of tax is that going to have on you? Because like I remember what you looked like before the prep center and you looked like you had been (laughs) just dragged through the mud and I didn't look like that at that time. I look like it now, but you know, there's just, you have so many different things going on and eventually you just have to figure out when it's the right time for you. Can we pull that picture up? Does anybody have that picture on them right now? Just to show everybody what I look like after for for anybody who doesn't believe that 
we were in the trenches and I like I was dead just you were sweating whatever you, you looked like yeah, Peter, you were, I know I know you have that picture I know I, I tweeted it and you that's were like yeah I you mean horrible dude I would wake up in you the were morning like done bro I would wake up in the morning and my dad like imagine just waking up in the morning see your parents and then just being like damn you look like shit like, you look like a wet piece of uh, turkey, bro. You, I look, no, you you oh. looked like I did when we started f- like fiddling with the lights on the podcast, bro. I looked pale, <laughs> like I looked sweaty and clammy, and like I looked like I stink. <laughs> like, I looked like I smelled bad. That's that's my dog. She just got bro, she's getting. It was, it was not good, bro. Yeah, no, I it was bad like even. I smelled bad, bro. Like. You just switch off the chemicals, bro. I'm telling you, bro. I'm all natural with the geodes too, bro. You got to get on. I, lo- I know. Listen, a lot of uh, Amazon sellers will be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is, bro. Look bro. at this. This is this is what I look like <laughs> all of all of June and July. Yeah, but that's what it takes to make it. No, if you're not willing I look to do like that. A ghost compared to right now, like <laughs> that I, was my first impression of you too. I was like, this dude is like, it has problems. But uh, but look at what that did because we had like we, cr- we started to create an impression on socials. We then roast you. And then Lenny connects us with another person that really helped you not look like death. Oh my I mean, gosh, dude. I forgot that's how we got the prep center. Is yeah, I, Peter yeah. roasted me on Twitter <laughs> and said, um, Make fun of him. Make fun of oh, those yeah, clowns for not doing prep, prep centers. Center. We need a prep True. center on a meme. And then, yeah. lo and behold, now- Dan- we met Danny and he's yeah. like the dude. He's the be- like, oh, best man, guy I, in the world. I'm about, to, I'm about to just drive down there next week just to see him. Yeah, but that's because I, I, I live close, bro. But that's because we were just Billy Bob doing shit, and it worked out. Like you know, <laughs> I, I got into a prep center that I was initially at, and it was brutal. Like it was a horrible experience. But as Billy Bob did it, I didn't look around, and then I learned how to do all the prep. You know, I said, "Here's some questions that you should ask," because I messed up. But it, you know, you just have to you just have to do things, and then eventually it works out. Like I'm paying like I was paying a lot more for worse service. Yeah, yeah, no. That's it's, 100% it's like true. Danny's like he's the goat. Yeah, when I, I mean, pulled up there, dude, it was all of his. I think it's all of his friends working there, right? I don't know. It seems like it was good just guys. like all of his homies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Danny, uh, yo, Danny, I love you if you're listening to this, bro. You look like you're 45. Everyone <laughs> he does. Everybody says that to him. I think, dude. All I think, he, yeah. Benjamin Button. He suffers from Benjamin Button. Dude, this no. is how you know. All right, True. if your prep center owner doesn't do this for you, then you know he's a scumbag, bro. I roll up, I got, you know, I got all my uh, inventory, and I uh, know we start talking. He's like, "Oh, bro, don't worry, but I will unpack the car for you." I'm like, "No, dude, I'm gonna help. Like, I'm not a scumbag, right. whatever." And then he's like, "He's like, what are you doing? Uh, you want you want to get some food, some drink in you before you head home? Come on, I'll yeah, take you out." No. I was like, "Dude, I I gotta get back on before traffic," but like, just no. the nicest guy ever. Super I, cool. Super excited to hang out with him next week. Yeah. Yo, Dude, I thought I was, like me and him were, were fighting over who was gonna pay for the taxi. I was like, Danny, you can't be my sugar daddy and the owner of my prep center, bro. Come on. Sorry, I'm, I'm my dog needs attention. She's she's been alone all day. It's okay. It's yeah. Okay. So she's she's I, all I over like, my business. You gotta look for that in like a especially for like a prep center owner. Like I wouldn't. I would. I mean, this is my only prep center experience, and it's been great so far. So I don't have anything to compare it to. But I would say. If your prep center owner is like shady, not very good with communication, it's like communication. Kind of it is, yeah. yeah, like anytime Dude, I text, amazing with communication. Oh, bro, he's he texts me, me ridiculous on that. Like he'll always be te- checking up. Just hey, we're getting about to send this out. Hey, want to make sure? Boom, boom. It's like unreal. 
it works in mysterious ways. It does. It really does. Dude, I, I, 100% it does. Um, random people just reach out to me now. And it's like, it's kind of surreal because like I'll have a need and then it just finds me. I, I, I don't even, I'm not even like looking yeah. for it. Yeah, like, and that's what's cool. That's kind of cool about about social media. Yeah, like the dude today I was telling you about. I we, I was like, I retweeted somebody, had no idea who it was. Turns out it's like Warner's media guy, and he was like, "Hey, appreciate the retweet." And then he was like, "If you ever need any help, let me know." Like, sure. Yeah, it's very nice of you. Like, it's crazy. But um, so like, what was the first product that y'all flipped? We'll um, go with cat. Mine was uh, some granola bars, some some uh, protein bars that I found at um, at the store. I literally just went in there, and that I bought literally every single uh, protein bar they had in the store, and I flipped them. It went really well. It went like I mean the graphs were good. It was it was a really good flip. I remember like calling Pat and being like, "Dude, do you want any of these?" Like you're geeking, you're geeking. I was freaking out. I was like you want some? Like we could all have. We could all get the protein bars. <laughs> Um, and then he was like, nah, bro, like you found it, like take them all, buy out the stock. So I did. And, um, yeah, I probably sold like, I mean, I haven't been able to find them again, but I probably sold close to like 50 or 60 of them. That was like my first, Your first lick. Yeah. My first lick. And then that kind of got me started in protein, protein bars and supplements and everything. But, nice, but you dude. popped off too. Cause that was like, I remember like. Like you were doing like thousand dollar days like so early, like yeah, so fast. Yeah, yeah, I was. I did thousand dollar days almost all of June. Like literally, like the first, first three month, days, yeah. were less than a thousand dollars, and then it just became the more. Now it's yeah, like freaking, not... and I got when I went to July, I was kind of like lagging because I was transferring off personal credit and my and got, going a little bit more FBA. And so my sales were like a little bit lower than a thousand dollars a day sometimes, and really? I was like, Ooh. "Oh, I remember that." But there's a lag. Yeah, I was, I dude, I, I was definitely hitting you guys up because I remember yeah. I was like, "Bro, my sales are so low, like it's bothering me." And like, you're kind of you know, a bunch of stuff FBA too, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, dude, like now all of a sudden August is here, and freaking, I'm if I do less than if I do less than three k in a day, I'm like I'm irritable. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's what's so crazy about Amazon is that like, I remember I was stoked when I first did the start of the coaching program. I'd be like, oh my God, 500 bucks a day. And like over the last like couple of weeks, it's like, dude, if I do under like $3,000 a day, I'm pissed. Like I'm irritable. And it's mm -hmm. just a chain. And that's two months. How that's many it. units is, is your storage at Amazon? I have like a hundred cubic feet of this one category. Is that what it is? Yeah, and I asked to increase it to 400, and they declined me today, so I got to follow up with them. Really? I don't know. Yeah, is that how that works? You just kind of hit them up if you... Yeah, you, um, you can just request it. And it's got to be based off of, like, your IPI score and, like, how um, like how fast you're moving product. And there's probably some bad buys that I have early on that are just kind of sitting. Um, but well, I try, I'm trying to move them out. But that's going to be an issue for December. So, I mean, I'm already yeah. planned on doing FBM stuff, but I kind of wanted to FBA like a ton of stuff. Like, yeah. So some November. free sauce. Think about your capacity early as you get into the Q. I, I, I got to have a, I got to have a contingency plan of FBA in that, in that quarter. Yeah. See, I got to look into that. Cause I got to see, like, I would love it if Amazon had like a bar graph or whatever, like a loading phase that like showed you how much percentage you have left. I'm sure they do somewhere. They I do. Honestly, I haven't 
Yeah, yeah, I've been looking for that. So I got to pay attention to that coming up in November because I was my plan was to like spend super super heavy in November and just send everything through prep to uh, FBA and then like have like an FBM wave, you know, late November and just FBM through you know mid January, but have that stock from November sitting there. Yeah. I was thinking, I was honestly thinking about holding out a little bit. We'll see. I don't know if November is still heavy too on poll, but if it's not. I was kind of thinking about like buying a bunch of stuff early and holding it on some zero percent interest for like well, maybe a yeah. couple of weeks before then well, December kind of, picks up. It kind of gets into a really good point about how once you go through the process once, you then know what to right, expect. Right. Like you know exactly yeah. when, like when you should be holding product, when you should be selling product, when it's time to just cut you know cut ties so you can move it all out if you're stocked heavy. You learn all of these things. And it, you, basically, if you do OA for one year, it, it becomes easy mode. It's but most people don't get there. Most, most people just quit. Because then you know the sales that are going to come up. You know, like, all of the uh, the timing of everything because it's going to be pretty consistent. You know, the products that are going to move so you know where to look. But most people just get, like, really, really, you know, bogged down by it. And they, they just don't get there. I think if you can make it past one year in OA, you're almost, like, guarantee i mean i I wouldn't say guarantee but like i I think uh, miles has talked about this on podcast where it's like he doesn't know anyone who stuck with it for more than a year at like a high level that didn't do ten thousand a month profit after that first year but uh, yeah but if you're doing the networking if you're if you're going to the events if you're you know if you're talking every day it's 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 like literally impossible to fail like i I don't know how you do at that point like the people that fail try and talk about this all the time but they lone wolf it and so then right. you're just, you're setting yourself up to fail. Like it's just not, which, not the move. Which I had to adjust. Cause honestly, like I'm a super introverted person and I'm, I'm honestly don't like social media, but I've been kind of having to force myself to grow this account and, and try to like get into social media. It's not something that like I per se super enjoy. I love interacting with people. Right. That's yeah, but in person, just, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm just more of an introverted person. And it's like my social yeah. battery gets drained way quicker than a lot of people. I think. So I have to like, consciously be aware of that um which well you can't fight your nature like some like and that's something i talk about i've been talking about a lot on twitter recently is like you cannot fight your nature like you know for me like school nine to five like if i expend all this energy i'm just going to be even like there are people at my nine to five that just accelerate past me because this is what they want to do and they they really they enjoy it whereas like dude i can only tread water like i i can never be better at this um because it doesn't fill my cup and so why why put all of this energy into something that you're, you're just never gonna never gonna be that good at? Yeah, the path of least resistance, and you'll always win at things you're passionate about over people that aren't, because you'll yeah. have like that reserve energy reserve to tap into that other people won't. Like you can only do something you hate for so long. Versus like someone who truly loves it, they can go forever. It's a, it's it's just truly aligned with their purpose. I actually wrote something. I think I'm gonna like drop an essay on Twitter. No one will probably read it, but um so you don't talk to i was writing like out of i was writing out you know, <laughs> everyone's gonna it. read it that follows me but I'll, read it. I'll um, read it i'll read it <laughs> yeah i wrote out this thing i gotta i gotta fix the grammar and stuff but uh, and you know kind of clean it up a little bit but it's like a page or two and i figured it's just going things Never i've been thinking about the past month <laughs> it's totally <laughs> long it's like a giant blog post so what would you charge for access to your buy sheet because you can't trust that they would just spread that around crazy. So it's like it would have to be a high number because think about it. If if you value it at 
what we are making off of our purchases and everything. But some, but like someone could spread that around. So you would depends have depends who you're giving it to. In. Like if you're giving it to a new person, they can't do anything with it. Well, my sheet, my sheet, they could, dude. I freaking put no, no, everything. On my they wouldn't sheet. be able to figure it out. Like a new person, yeah, do you, do you honestly think dude, a new, I like put if everything I, on my sheet, dude? My sheet's color coded. Oh. Yeah, by same, like good products, bad product products, replens. What I have listed everything. right now, what I don't. Like everything's on my sheet. Like if, if somebody really had access to my buy sheet, they'd be able they, to run through. They'd be able to do it six figures in a month. I really don't think that a new person could. Well, dude, someone that's so like, asking that question could not run through your buy sheet. Capital, capital, not a constraint. You could do six figures in a month with my buy sheet. Yeah. Not with mine. Well, if you wanted to push it, yeah, you could probably. You could Peter, at least also, do, like, Peter also does the Peter method and doesn't actually have a buy sheet. And uh, Dre does the Dre method when it shows up I on his front door. He knows what he you bought. Actually not have a- do you actually not have a buy sheet? No, I've never tracked anything. Bro, he, they just no, be remembering stuff. You what? Is it like, do you have a detailed buy sheet or no? No. You're fucking with me. <laughs> Bro, I, I think I helped you set up SellerAmp to Google Sheet. Yeah, well, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. But wait, wait, like, wait. Do you have a... Because I don't want... I'm gonna put a, I'll, I will roast them because I've roasted on this before. Cole, I love you, bro. Cole's buy sheet... <laughs> idiot bro i roast him all the time because we, we share access to each other um, at least he has bro, one bro i roasted him on his buy sheet when i saw it so bro this is like does, wait does trey really not have that a buy sheet? no bro not dre doesn't have no. a. I doesn't have a buy sheet at all like go ask him he no, will literally fucking with it. bro i'm gonna text the group chat. text the group chat no, right now bro. and say no like he's he said my buy sheet is when they show up. I, actually, he might have one now. After, like, But that might just be cute Trey, like, banter. Like, I, I don't no, know. No, like, don't he's think so that's serious. Because I asked him, I was like, I was like, do you use a buy sheet? Excuse me. Nah, like, when he we first started, sheet. like, when we weren't even, like, when we weren't even like that, I think it was, like, the first Zoom call. I was like, oh, yeah, this is on my buy sheet. He was like, damn, I don't even, I don't even have a buy sheet. I think he's fucking with you, man. Bro, he doesn't have a buy sheet. <laughs> I'm no, telling I think, you, I think that's banter, man. He's, I think not, he's, he's banter. not joking. How, how could you not have a buy sheet? It's simple. You just order the products, and then when they show up on your doorstep, you know you got them. Oh, my <laughs> God, bro. I'd have such a fucking heart attack. I check my spreadsheet religiously. Like, it's disgusting, and I still have a heart. I still have anxiety about that, dude. dude I don't. There's I don't no way. You. It's impossible. It's impossible. I just texted him. Let's see if he gets back to us. Bro, Orton said, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, nah, you're fucking weird. I'm telling you. He doesn't have a buy sheet. <laughs> he just buys things. That is the definition yeah, of, like, just scaling. Like, he just doesn't have a buy sheet. And you know but, what I asked? I was like, dude, how do you, like, keep track of, like, where you got stuff? And, like, the ASIN and everything. And then he was like, he was like, nah, I just remembered. I'm like, bro, <laughs> how do you... How do you just remember? He just knows, bro. He's got to be an all-knowing being. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm I'm obs- I- <laughs> absurd. That's crazy. I told you. <laughs> I don't I believe it. me. I don't believe it. I still don't believe it, bro. I just Wait, back to what I was gonna say before. Peter, do you actually not have a buy sheet? Like, do you? Do you no, I do. You, no, I, I oh, do. Okay, I was about to say because, like, I remember. A <laughs> There's no way. Ago, I... When we were doing, when we were doing, we were talking about having a combined buy sheet with like just the group chat, yeah. just for like, like, freaking Learning. monster licks or yeah. monster sales or whatever. Yeah. And you were the one that put it together, and I was like, 
wait, he put that whole buy sheet together. He doesn't even have one himself. <laughs> Dude, total leech move, right? I was like, what? <laughs> you were just. <laughs> I, feel I should like be I fulfilled by Max, people. by Peter. I feel like me and Peter were the only ones that put leads in there, and then everybody. Bro, else I was like, not good enough at that time. What are your goals? For, uh, we'll start with Cat. What are your goals over the next? Like, like my goal is to own own a giant warehouse. Like, so I find it so cool that I could, you know, have a family business. Like, I want this. I want this to be like something where you know my dad can retire and come work for me and stuff. And like that. That's that's probably going to be a reality. Um, um, next year, I think he, we, me and him have been talking about it. And I was like, dad, there's, there's a real chance that I can make a lot of money here and just keep scaling up and like keep building. And I was like, but I'm, I definitely need help. Like that, that whole idea of like having a warehouse and, you know, doing fr- like crazy amounts in wholesale and OA would be awesome. And like, I would, I honestly, for me, I think about it as two different entities, right? I think about it as OA and then I think OA RA, I think about wholesale, but I mean, RA would probably fade out of the picture. Um, just because, yeah, I mean, it'd be the time constraint, but just because they're two completely different business models and I feel like I'd want to run wholesale as almost as its own little entity, um, just to keep it separated. Cause I mean, I'm going to be going deeper. I'm going to be spending larger amounts of money all at once. I can keep them on the same storefront, but I know in like inventory labs, you can separate by supplier and stuff. So like, I can separate my OA leads from my wholesale leads and like my suppliers and stuff. So you got two different operations funneling into the same. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I I think that like the, the appealing part of wholesale is the ability to just unload capital on like one ASIN or a few ASINs. And then OA, if you're familiar with the processes, taking huge clips on ROI each time some, an opportunity comes up. And you can just do that and you can just say, hey, each sale, these are the seven things that I want to hit. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, and then you can just funnel more money into wholesale. And it's just this beautiful little flywheel of you know, taking money, reinvesting, and then just scaling like crazy, just Billy Bob scaling. So yeah. we get into Billy Bob and no, like a high level Billy talk Bob's, about Billy what Bob's that is. Low key, bro. Billy Bob's you know, so, so Billy Bob is the next generation of Chad. And so... What, I, what Billy Bob does is Billy Bob does not think about doing things. He just does them. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of people struggle. And I posted about this the other day on Twitter is like, I get all these questions that are like, Hey, I need permission to do this. I need to do this. And I need to do this. And it's like, dude, just, just do stuff and it'll work out. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. Like this podcast is not perfect. It's our first run at it. We're just Billy Bob in it and it'll get better. Like that yeah. little special sauce for people, just Billy Bob do stuff. Yeah, I think something that's held me back is like I'm kind of like a perfectionist with a lot of things. And Dude, so perfectionists, I, they I, live miserable lives. They live miserable lives because and you, you can never times, do anything good enough. Yeah, and a lot of times like I, I've tried to like do things like get everything set up before I even take my first step at doing things. But like unfortunately, that's just not how the world works. Like you just have to take one step ahead, one yeah. step at a time and keep it going. Um it's, and so yeah. that's something that I've had to learn through Amazon too. And, and Miles is like push that. He's like, dude, just one step at a time. Like you're not going to know where you're going at first, but uh, you know, you gotta just keep going one step at a time. So I'm gonna. <laughs> 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 oh, we should send that. Um, but kind of getting into your point about you know, just like stretching outside your comfort zone. I talk about this all the time. It's like, just back yourself into a corner and figure it out. Like, just talk about, 
Talk about comfort zone. Do y'all remember when we posted this shit? That was fun. Like, dude, but that I think that gets into like how low the bar is. Like, yeah, we're just doing just stuff. Your, just be yourself. Just do stuff, bro. I feel like so often, like, yeah, we. And I we, noticed that now too. Like, even even as we're all growing, like. Remember how when we used to post our numbers, we used to tag each other every single time. Yeah, we don't do that as much anymore. Like well, we don't. I mean, because everyone died in FBM back to school season. Yeah, but I mean, dude, like we literally just kind of like lost. I feel like with FBM back to school and stuff. Wait, are we still recording? Yeah, we. We're, yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel like with FBM back to school, like we we kind of fell off of Twitter a little bit just because you know working on the podcast, we're working on um, FBM and all of our stuff. And trying to like reprice and watching all the graphs super close so that way we can squeeze that fucking bag. And in essence, it's like, dude, our group chat was kind of quieter this month than it has been any other month. But now, especially this week, it's like 180, bro. We're active. Like we're it's like we're back in there. Like we're coming out of the trenches. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That's supernatural. It's like when you're in the trenches, like you have a singular focus, your time is super constrained. That's that's something I think is I think it's one of the most important things about starting this business is like, don't try to do everything alone. If there's someone there that can help you, like my dad will take packages to the post office. If I'm ever like really around and like my brother, when I get, when I get returns from Amazon, I don't have time to build up an eBay store. So that's what he's working on right now. He's working on building up my eBay store. So that way, when I get returns from Amazon, I can flip them on eBay and still make back some of my profits. Because, I mean, we all know that sometimes you sell, you know, A and you get freaking Y back on the alphabet. <laughs> that right? so often. Like, yeah. freaking- Luckily, we learned together how to address that. Like, we yeah, know how I mean, to work through that. So it's like, hey, I'm going to get my money back from Amazon. It's not a big yeah. deal. But then I can just move forward on eBay and, and get rid of those death piles. Exactly. But like, have, without have you that- ever had like people that weren't as positive like in your personal life about it um in my personal life i think like it's kind of weird for me because it's the pa water it's the pa water everyone was supportive the whole time not even it's not even that like i feel like when you first start something you start slow and people don't really see the the return on it right away for me it wasn't like that you know, like there was definitely some kickback of, uh, you know, be careful. Don't don't do too much. Like, don't do this. Don't do that. Kind of like telling me what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, But there was no real kickback of like, oh, like you're never going to be able to make it. And I think that attributes a lot to the fact that, you know, right off the rip, I did 40 G's in the first month I was but, doing this. But, but before you were doing it, you were working for Pat for free. Yeah. So I mean, then it's like, then it's like you just hit, like you're not even really doing your own thing at that point. You just, you just get ripping once. Yeah. I mean, you've it, worked for free. Like yeah. Gary V talks about it. He's like, D Rock worked for me for free for how long? And then it's like, oh, he's an overnight success. That's not true. He did a yeah, lot of yeah. things that other people wouldn't for an extended period of time. And then he, he found success. My first month was June. My first real month was March. Right. Exactly. So it, ta- it takes a little bit of time getting up to speed mm-hmm. and then it just go, you're off to the races. What about you, Max? by Max. Expose. <laughs> yeah. What, what about you? Like, did you have anybody that wasn't like super supportive of it? Um, not really. I honestly, I haven't even told my high school friends that I do this. 
I'm like, we kind of see, we all like, cause I went to a regional high school. So all my friends are like super spread out. Uh, some of them live in Boston. Some of them are kind of farther out, stuff like that. So like we kind of link up like a few times a year. Unfortunately, I don't really see them that much anymore. Um, so yeah, I haven't told anyone really. I've kind of just been doing this by myself. Just no one really knows. Like my cl- couple of friends I see like my close day to day, like friends from like childhood now. But like other than that, it's not really, you know, I don't know. So, yeah. so it's like, but everybody, I, so I think I talk about it more um, with like friends, like some of them, like my nine to five people like know that I've like dabbled in it. I don't think they know what extent it's gotten to now, but like they like years ago, probably 2018, I went into Kohl's and was just picking random shit off the shelf and was like flipping it on eBay. And so they were aware that I started there and they were just like, well, you can never scale that. You can never do that. I'm like, and then like my dad always says like, are you sure about that like you know do you think it's sustainable and i was like i started to get quiet about it i don't really talk about it as much and like people on like on twitter know but like that's all gas like they're all super supportive and like they're inclined to believe that it's possible because they've seen people like miles and warner and and whoever else like really run it up so that's dude i like i heard the same exact things it's always like it's the people who care about you because they don't want you to like they don't want you to fuck up they don't want you to like overspend yeah, right. and lose your money and then have to start literally from scratch and like you're literally screwed. But, right. you know, if you do it right and you educate yourself first, you're not worried about that. And it's I feel like that negativity is only coming because they really do care about like your future and your success. Because I, I swear to God, I heard the same exact stuff like, oh, this isn't sustainable, like. I think it was like Jeff Bezos said that Amazon's going to go out of business in 2030 or something like that in an interview <laughs> one time. And dude, and it's like, it's like, dude, but our parents, they, they don't live in the economy that we live in, bro. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like an underworld economy. Like nobody's really familiar with it, but these, these are also the people that have been saying since 2008, that when's the next recession, there've been people that have been predicting it. We went through a pandemic and like, we're still still clipping dude, our economy is horrible though in my opinion dude in 1980 the average salary of an american was 48k it's only it's like tough. what it's 56,000 now yeah so like where is, but the inflation rate equates $48,000 to like a i forget what it is like maybe like 100,000 or 80,000 or something like that but like we we have to figure out new and different ways to make money just to compete in the same way that they did yeah, right? it's, it's totally different. Like so, the, the whole go to college and then get a job. I, I, like, I don't see that working super well. Yeah. I mean, cause like I've got my I, hands and so many things. Are that's Amazon got Turo got, um, talk you know, about 95. sustainable. Yeah. Well, I did. I did not. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, the biggest reason why I didn't go to college was like, I went to like a, you know, like a really, uh, like elitist high school. I think I was the only kid who didn't go to college. And of that is like, all of my classmates are going to like Princeton, Northeastern, Harvard. And <laughs> really I tell them like some kids I went like in my class and they were like, Oh, everyone's going, Oh, where are you going next year? Like, Oh, where'd you get into? And I'm like, yeah, da, 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 da. and they come to me and they was like, yeah, I'm not going. And they were like, nah, like re- really, where are you going? And I was like, no, I'm not going to college. And they were like, they like couldn't believe it. Right. Because yeah. they're just like in this white collar bubble and they've never experienced like, a lot of like blue call they don't understand how the normal american works at all yeah you know which is like a huge flaw in my opinion like you know it's like a lot of people it's on a Amazon. You know, it's, 
I see a lot of hate on Amazon for fucking the nine to five. And it's like, yeah, like I don't want to be in a nine to five for the rest of my life either. But like, who the fuck do you think keeps your lights on at night? Yeah, that's that's super true. Like you can't be you know how, like <clears throat> people delivering your packages, bro. Like someone's yeah. got to do it. You well, know? Not do like, I want to do it? No. I don't well, that's do like I, I talk but, to people in my DMs every so often, like they're talking about how like it's, you know, a father of two or somebody that's like trying to scale this. But they have actually like important stuff to worry about, like a kid in his basement that's 19 that's not paying rent that's not washing his own clothes like you can you can scale rapidly like there's you're not risking anything if you just run up a bunch of like debt that's me whatever yeah for exactly the, i'm a, i'm 23 to... in my parents basement but you're making sacrifices to get to where you want to go oh yeah i mean dude i was living on my i was living on my own um in westchester where i went to school after i graduated for a year i had what three cars making good money at my nine to five um and then in the matter of a year i sold two of my cars for capital moved back in with my parents and pretty much turned their basement into a freaking warehouse but that's like that's a dog move that's somebody that's willing to make a sacrifice like mia she she sold her car like if you sell your car to invest into your business you're probably gonna make it i think ac flips did the same thing he sold his car you don't need it i sold two of them well i haven't sold the second one yet I lost the what title. Do you need for? That's what I said. That's why I'm selling the second one because I lost the title. I tried to sell it in the beginning of I tried to what sell it in the beginning of August. You have the, the scat or whatever, right? Huh? The Hellcat? You have the uh, Hellcat. Yeah. And then what? And, the then, other, uh... and then I had another I had another challenger. I had two of them. But yeah, but cars are just meant for Turo. Unbelievable. Or they're meant for I do love. Sold. I do love cars, though. I, yeah, I do. Even though that's my we have different tastes. I don't respect your taste, but it's fine. But all right, Kat, what do you want to do in December? December alone, um, number wise, I, I want to do 50k profit. So, what do you think that's going to be in sales? Um, probably about like 350, 400. In uh, dude, wait, are you not? What, dude? The legend, the legend's calling me. He's calling you. Yeah, hold up, yo. Oh shit! You guys are potting right now. Are we, are we live right now? Yeah, bro. This is live, right? It's live right now. I'm going to put this as the trailer. For everybody wondering, this is our father. His name is Miles. <laughs> subscribe. Subscribe to the world. Yeah. What's popping? You, you got a, You got a feature on our on our first podcast. Subscribe. Subscribe. I'll, I'll hide you later. I'll hide you later. All right, bet. I'll catch you. Subscribe. Okay. Subscribe. That'll oh, be the dude. intro. That'll be the intro clip. Um. <laughs> that's our that's father hilarious. right there bro you guys just met our dad our yeah, fba I'm dad clipping like everything but that'll be the preview <laughs> um <laughs> all right so cat what is your, what are your q4 goals um so probably 50k profit and then 350 to 400k in total sales which i think is definitely possible at the rate i'm going i mean after you see what happened in back to school in december because remember december is a little bit different than the rest of the year they said probably about three, three fifty. So three, three fifty rev, fifty k profit in one month, which nice. would be the salary of an average American, <laughs> which is crazy. Like to even think that it's possible. But yeah. uh, Max, what do you what do you think? Yeah, two fifty or three is what I'm aiming for. Yeah, well, I feel like every time like we've put a number out, it's like you could probably do more. Uh, July wasn't that for me, but August yeah. definitely was. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Remember I think, the original like, goal? What? Remember the original goal? It was 50K in August. That oh, yeah. was the original group chat name. 
Yeah. And then our, and then like the, the, we had to hit, we just had a shared goal of everyone has to do 30 K and like we did that in the first like week. John literally did 50 K in like crazy four Five days. days yeah. And the guy touched his first product on, in June. Yeah. What, what about you, Peter? What are you aiming for in December? Yeah. So in Q4, uh, I think 300 K rev and wherever that lands in profit, you know, if we're doing like 20% margin, are we going to, are we going to battle it out for who can do the most in Q4 in, uh, yeah. in, yeah. in December, me and Pete racing with max, so. we all got the same goal. First one to 300 K in December. Yeah, I think y'all probably do more than me because I'm. I gotta. I'm leaning off personal, so I'm gonna be like yeah, but, two behind. Yeah, but what you gotta learn is what you, what you gotta learn is that like you need access to credit going into that, and that's like a huge barrier for a lot of people. And that's like you just you need to be prepared for that. You need to take the steps yeah. necessary to, to get ready for it. So oh, dude, I, I'm gonna start strategizing like crazy. Yeah. All right. I'm but with that, stuff. but with that, thank you, everybody. It's been our first episode. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, but come back next week for more. We'll, we'll have a special one next week.